Glicks. What was that? Oh, I've been watching Greatest Showman for our summer sing-along. So you didn't get another big animal. Dallas is already going to be concerned about Godzilla and Smog when he gets back from Monster Island. No, Celeste. If you remember, you were the one who thought they were a good idea. Oh, that's right. Okay, what is happening here? Where are we? Glix, give us a situation report. Currently, we are on the planet Geekery. Be warned, our impossibility drive may cause distortions uh -oh. as we traverse this land. Impending impossibility engaging in three, oh two, oh one. Hello, devoted geeks, and welcome to Calm Talk, the podcast extension of Geek Devotions, the show from devoted geeks who are devoted to letting people know that they are loved. I am Celeste, and we are so glad that you are joining us for our 75th episode of Calm Talk and the ninth episode of Quarantine Series. Now, just a, a, quick, uh, a quick aside, there will only be one more Quarantine Series episode after this, and then Dallas will be back, because... In real life, I am going back to work tomorrow as of the recording of this. Um, it'll have been a few days once this airs, assuming we can get everything out and going like we have been with me working. So bear with us this week, guys. Today, we are talking about The Greatest Showman. Now, if you have been following our YouTube series, you know that this month is summer sing-along, and we are so excited about our summer sing-along series. That's a lot of S's. <laughs> um, so we did an episode on The Greatest Showman. I had never seen it before, and so it was an interesting thing. So we're going to talk about that today. Before we get into that, don't forget to check out our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and our YouTube show, and come hang out with us on Twitch. I will still be streaming on Tuesday nights unless I have to go up to the church and help Dallas um, I'm on the team that goes up, so every few weeks we won't be streaming on Tuesdays. But for now, we have our Monday night Bible studies, and we will have a, sh a Tuesday night stream on Twitch. Monday night Bible studies are on Facebook. So let's get into this. Uh, likes about the movie. And again, this is not an in-depth discussion. Once this movie hits 15 years or older, I'm sure that Francisco and Paul will give you a great, great deep dive into this movie. But likes... Um, I liked Hugh Jackman's acting. He did a fantastic job of playing a character that you like. Um, he's a good singer, I think. I enjoyed the music. The music was catchy. Like, it's earworm music. It gets in your head. I've had the theme song, the title song, The Greatest Showman, or The Greatest Show, I don't remember the name of the song, if it's The Greatest Showman or if it's The Greatest Show, but the one that plays when you very first start the movie um, stuck in my head all week, and that wasn't even my favorite song, so it's a little aggravating that that's the one that's stuck in my head. I think my favorite song out of all the songs has to be the one that he sang to his daughters. Um, so there's a scene, assuming that everybody has seen this movie and knows this movie, there's a scene with his daughters they're young and it's one of their birthdays and he's just been laid off and he's just told his wife that they've been laid he's been laid off and they're on the roof of their apartment um, doing laundry and he comes and goes okay someone of them goes daddy what'd you bring me for my birthday now you kind of get the impression that daddy didn't bring her anything for her birthday but he pulls out this box 
and he makes this this lamp basically that works and makes pretty pretty lights around and it's all real real magical like as an adult you understand that he's making this work with a candle but he calls it a wishing lamp and one of the little girls wishes um to marry santa claus i think mrs claus might have problems with that but that's me the other one wishes for ballet slippers and so it was just a really touching scene and the song in and of itself is very uh what's the word wistful very uh whimsical whimsical is the word i'm looking for very very nice thing i think um there was a lot of acting i liked the girl who played his wife she did really good and i don't think i've seen her in anything else so i was super impressed uh there was it was a funny movie there was pretty funny bits in it you know you know me i like humor but it was interesting the the differences so the the movie in itself again just in case nobody knows this is following loosely the story of pt barnum and how he got his start um with the circus and he's pretty much just a con man he he does things and he brings people laughter. He makes people smile like that's his that's his shtick. Um, so yeah, they got to go see Queen Victoria, which I didn't look and see if that was accurate or not. But it was like I said, it was loosely based, which kind of fits because he was well known for not being entirely truthful, according to the Wikipedia article I saw. So it had um, Zac Efron. It had Zendaya had several people that I had seen but hadn't realized I'd seen. Uh, the bearded lady, the lady who did who was the actress for that was phenomenal. Like her voice, the way she acted, she really made you feel like you could sympathize with her as being an outcast. So like I said, the whole movie in itself has this feel of whimsicalness. Like it's not Alice in Wonderland level, but you have this childlike awe that happens through most of it um i've only been to a circus once in my life but it's very much captured the feel of the circus the performers and the the death defying fleets of flying through the air and you capture that but it also shows you some of the not so great sides of things as well which i thought was made for a pretty good story so real quick, we're going to go to a break. We're going to go to a commercial break. Um, and then we will come back with our dislikes. Hi, I'm Francisco from the Retro Rewind Podcast. And as always, I'm joined by... I'm Paul J. Powers, and they call me the Master Interrupter. Yeah, I wonder why. Uh, it doesn't matter, because you're listening to Com Talk. Com's returning to normal stasis in three, two, one. Okay, and we are back. Don't forget to go check out those guys. We love them so much. They're awesome. Um, like I said, maybe in 10, 15 years, Paul and Francisco will do a review on this movie, and you can see what they think. There's no talking animals, and there are no disobedient children. So, Francisco should be okay, unless he doesn't like musicals. I don't I don't know if he likes musicals or not. I don't remember them doing a musical episode, a musical episode yet. I am the ship's historian, though. I feel like I should know that. So let's get into our dislikes. 
dislikes of the movie. The story felt rushed. It felt real rushed. Like, it was an interesting little story. It was a good, like, um, cotton candy movie, if that makes sense. Like, sweet, fun to watch, not a lot of substance there, which is sad to me because there was quite a bit of material to work with. Um, I didn't like Barnum's character. Like, I appreciated the acting. I appreciated Hugh Jackman. I appreciated his voice. I appreciate what he did to put into the character because he put a lot into this character. I just don't think I would have liked Barnum. He was a con man. He lied. He literally got his, and this is actually semi-factual, he got his, the money to start the circus before it was called the circus by telling the bank in the movie that he owned ships and what it was is he had snatched a deed from the company that had foreclosed because the ships were on the bottom of the China Sea. Um, in real life, he used basically a scandal to blackmail the bank into giving him money. Like, I just don't think I would have liked him. I don't think we would have gotten along. Uh, doesn't mean he I wouldn't have enjoyed his circus. It just means that he would not have been my cup of tea. So, but Hugh Jackman did a great job of portraying someone I don't like. <laughs> um, I disliked the whole intercultural relationship. Not that I am against that. I am actually very for it. I think that that's great. But it just felt forced. It didn't feel natural. Um, having Zac Efron and Zendaya's character have a relationship. If they had not ended it with them being together and kind of left that tension, because at first I was like, oh yeah, this is this is cool. I think I would have liked it better, but it it just felt, again, forced. Everything in this movie felt quick and forced. Now, it was entertaining. I enjoyed the movie overall, but it just... It, like I said earlier, it was a cotton candy movie, not something that you watch a lot unless you're just in the mood for the movies, for the music. Um, I think I honestly, as far as music, would rather watch That Thing You Do or um, Mamma Mia, which also didn't have a ton of story to it. So recommendations. Um, our recommendation for this is if you like musicals, sure. If you're in it for the story, eh, maybe pass. Don't watch it. That's going to be really controversial, I feel like, because it was a really popular movie. And again, the music's great. The acting's great. It's just lacking a little bit. So we kind of give it a eh, as Dallas calls it, the teenager salute of shrugging. Ugh. Real quick review this time. Hope you enjoyed listening to this. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to Calm Talk today. If you loved this episode, head on over to Apple Podcasts, subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Even if you disagree with my opinion on The Greatest Showman. <laughs> also head on over to Google to give us rates, subscribe, and leave a review. Until next time, stay devoted. Peace and love.